All right, folks, here we go. It is another lovely Thursday, as Colby would say. And we got ourselves a playoff round. We are here in wild card weekend, just a couple days away. Christian, you are taking it easy this week, aren't you? Yeah, having a nice weekend to kick up the feet and just wait to see who's going to come to the bank. There's one particular fellow that I've been looking at for the past couple weeks that there is a good chance that he uh he makes his return. Um, and his dad did not help with certain comments that he made earlier in the week. I'm not sure if you saw, um, but uh, Mr. Flacco decided to make the comment that Cleveland's atmosphere is better than Baltimore. So take that as you will, fellow Baltimoreans that will be going to the game. Take that, take that as well. If it that was his dad, you said, right? That was his dad. Yep. Okay. Okay. It wasn't. It wasn't the man himself. Which I mean, uh, that's an interesting take. I'm not gonna lie. That was an inter- not for him to say. Like, I wonder why he would think that. Maybe. I mean, the ending to Baltimore probably wasn't the greatest. But I mean, this is just a Cinderella story, you know. So that's why they're treating him so nicely. I don't know. Hey, every to each their own. But I did not hear that. That is spicy. Gives me more to wish for that Mr. Flacco does make his way back to Baltimore. Um, part of me really thinks that uh, he could be the best Cleveland quarterback of all time if he somehow beats Baltimore. <laughs> Just because he's already technically won Brown, the Browns' name, quote, quote. Some people want to say that. If he wins a Super Bowl for the Browns, first of all, it'd be ridiculous. Let's not even bring that into existence. But he would technically have won two Super Bowls for a Cleveland franchise. That's that's what they were saying, because I guess the technically Baltimore moved from Cleveland and all that. But I, I don't know, man. This is I don't know. I think I think he would just be one of the AFC North greats. I think that's what it would be at the end of the day. Well, you don't have to think about that because it won't happen. <laughs> well, Christian, there is a lot to take away from this week. We found he took a rest as well. I mean, while you guys were resting, he actually had the luxury in the Browns to rest last week on Sunday as well. And uh, actually, you know what? I'll start my takeaway with this one. I, I, this Have you heard this guy on the news? The team that they played against, and they got whooped on, of course, because they were playing their B team. Uh, Jake Browning came out saying that he deserves to be – he's better than – he's been, yeah, at least he's a top 32 quarterback. Yes. Okay. Okay. This guy needs to pipe it down a little. All right. So you got your you got your shine for a little bit. Like you you got you got that tiny bit. And then he starts opening his mouth, <laughs> and I feel like a lot of the NFL fandom is now kind of turning on Jake Brown and it's like, dude, what are you? Slow your roll. Like you got a hot wife. Like we got it, but like yo, slow <laughs> slow your roll. Yeah, Jake Browning, I think I saw that meme as well and everything. They were like, it was the Shaq meme, of course, like, sir, I, I didn't know your game, but I I apologize. Um, but Jake Browning, man, uh, that, let's just say this. You had a couple of good games, like you just said, but he's every time he's come out and said something, it's been a roller coaster ever since. Like he said, like, that's why PR you guy? don't. Who's this PR I don't know guy? Who's this PR guy? <laughs> oh, man. But speaking of which, I want to also just with him talking about how he's one of the 32 best. I just want to talk about the Bengals future here because we'll obviously be talking about the Browns later on. Bengals are in a tough spot. I feel like everyone's starting to say Joe Burrow might be one of the more injury prone quarterbacks. If you're just now realizing this, 
you're a little late to the club, but no, I think it's good that you're starting to come to terms with this. But you also have to remember that these wideouts are both get both uh, Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase are getting paid or have to be paid this se- offseason. So, Empty. Christian, they're your cornballs, and this is probably the last time we have to talk about them. So, let's go yeah, ahead and I mean, just go away. Yeah, I mean, like Jamar, clearly, if you have been living on a rock of a certain press uh, – well, the press got him after a game or some sort of locker room talking about his upcoming contract that needs to be signed. He's made some interesting comments that uh, I don't know how it would well fare in the, the locker room saying that, you know, he's got to get a piece of what's going to come, not worrying about T, uh, T Higgins. Uh, then if if it's not T, someone else is going to have to get cut. Like, dude, What? Seems like a bad teammate, man. And also Joe Mixon, I'm pretty sure, has to be uh oh, get to the as well because I think he just signed a one year deal. Um, so quite a bit of what the cornball had to figure out, and I think they're all gone. I think they're all gone. I think they're gonna watch them page Mar Chase, but I'm agreeing with you that they're gonna probably lose the other two, you know, just because of what's been coming out. Cause yeah, I'm right there with you. Those things that he said were not great. They were ugly. He was like, Yeah, uh, they're gonna pay me, so I don't know how much they're I don't know. T. Higgins is gonna have to take a pay cut or something, because I'm not uh, or something like that, you know. And it's like, man, he's like, you do know your quarterback's already getting a good chunk of this money, and it's it's Cincinnati who is usually really money tight you know so mm-hmm. i mean, you know, I, mean yeah, I, can, sure. I can see t higgins in the tennessee or carolina blue i don't know it's just something about like those two teams that just screams t higgins i mean he's a good solid role player he's a backup just like Thielen was you know so he'll be a role he goes, player that's gonna be paid as a starter and then it won't turn out to be him be a starter <laughs> yeah that's what i'm thinking of when i see him in those blue teams like that if he becomes goes to the titans Unless D Hop says if he stays, if D Hop stays, D-Hop, and he's yeah. like Titans third or second option because they have a t- Traylon Burks there. They could that'd actually be a pretty good receiving core there for those three. Which I mean, it's hyping up a Titans team that has, well, a skeleton right now. The Titans team, let's just say that. Um, but yeah, so that's uh that's our takes on the corn balls, I guess, huh? Because that's all I have to say about them. I I'm a little concerned about where their off season's going and. To be honest, the trust Zach Taylor. I said it on here before. I don't trust Zach Taylor one bit. So <laughs> I'm going to stand by that. Can um, you picture what Zach Taylor looks like in your head right now? Mm-hmm. It's like a a more human, realistic version of the Pillsbury Doughboy with the Cincinnati yeah. cap on instead of the the you know the little chef's hat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cincinnati fans know that. They know that. They they know like Zach Taylor's just not gonna be a guy that's gonna win you the big one. They just know they know in the back of their hand. And they're they're the kings of what ifs right now. It's insane right now on Twitter of just like, oh, Joe Burrow is healthy. You guys are five and four for healthy Joe Burrow. Hmm. Yeah, just take that one in for one second, you know? Like, it, it was not a great season for the Bengals to start off either. Because remember, folks, the Bengals started off with this season. Remember Joe Burrow rushing his injury? And we were like, hey, even you were saying, like, hey, I hate you guys, but uh, you definitely should not be doing this. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are, Here we are injury pro. Mm-hmm. All right, Christian, what is your uh, takeaway that has happened from Sunday till today? We'll say, because there's been a lot that's happened. The major takeaway, I mean, 
it's changing of like an era right now, like right before our eyes. And like, we have to take back into it of something that we've grown up to our entire life, no matter how much you hated him, no matter how much he despised him, how much you loved him. It's, it's over. It's over. The, the emperor's dead. Um, It's Belichick. I've always hated to the absolute guts of um, over the years. Um, grew to respect him because of how much of a mastermind he is. The the classic example of the Monday Night Football game against the Jets, where he chewed out a, a, a like a whole minute just taking a delay of game and then taking a false start. And Adam Gase is on the other sideline, just getting pissed off. Like that's just a master class of a head coaching move, and yeah. it's. it's come to an end now, which is crazy to think about. Like, it's just all this chunk of our lives is, like, Belichick was just rolling it. And, of course, Brady was there, but, like, this was, like, the last piece. So it it's it's interesting to just look back at it. Like, dang, dude, this guy really did, like, rule over 20 years. <laughs> yeah, this whole – everybody – it's been a whole issue of uh, – the coaching carousel, first of all, is going to be insane. But this one, like you said, the co the coach color guard though itself has just changed it dramatically. You have Bill Belichick gone, and Nick Saban within twenty four hour span, mm -hmm. and of course Pete Carroll. I don't want to ruin all these you know takeaways that we can have, but they all fall underneath this umbrella. Because um, it's insane. All the veteran old school coaches are hitting the dust, and you're starting to realize that there might be a new change coming forward, but what is it? You know, like there's the, not really the last of the old guard right now is Tomlin and Harbaugh. Yeah. And That's the thing it. is people have been coming out for Tomlin this, this, this past Tomlin. season. Um, like, and it's still, still relevant. They say, they say that Tomlin could still leave even after making the playoffs. He even might, they saying he might be the one to go up and be like, all right, I'm done here after what happened. That's what they're saying for that end. But I don't think that's happening. That's just, wow. rumored mill but anyways for belichick obviously as an nfc fan i never had to really face that nightmare as much as you guys had but um it still did annoy me as a fan especially growing up as a kid that you see the same team in the super bowl almost over and over but you celebrate the ones when they didn't that didn't win I was a huge Giants fan when I was a kid, <laughs> yep. and I would love to, love bringing up Eli Manning to these arguments. But Bill Belichick, in his own own right, in his own guard, is obviously a legend, and you can say the same thing for Pete Carroll. You know, like for me, that was another stunner. You know, I would just say this would be my second takeaway, just to tag off of yours. You know, that Pete Carroll, yeah, is part of this coach color guard that's leaving. I think it's insane. Like they, I don't think they were a playoff team. If they thought they were a contending playoff team, crazy for them. But if they want to switch the pedal, go ahead. Um, it's a young squad. And the thing is, at the beginning of the season, I did pitch this idea to Colby. I didn't think it was going to happen, though, to be honest. I think I was just talking out of my ass, to be honest, at that time. But now, now that it's happened, you know, and especially since we've been joking about Belichick, how – oh, what if he loses to the Jets and that's the end of the era? We were joking about that. Like, oh, it's probably, that's probably it, you know? It was it. Like, that was it, you know? And that's it. And same thing with Pete Carroll. I was joking about that, and here we are. That's it. And it's just like, uh, I, I put this on my Snap story the other day. It's just like my favorite YouTuber just retiring. It's been a trend everywhere, it seems like. Everyone wants to just walk away from these big positions, but... 
yeah, it's uh, it stinks, but you got to let these great coaches go and live their lives. And uh, it's also a surprise, you know? Yeah, so. I think with the whole Pete thing, I think it just came down to where they were just stuck. They like they just felt like in this purgatory right now where they're at right now. I mean, it's it's just it's just nothing's changing. So I think that's what came to their decision behind this, which I can kind of see. But it's a little Pete. Like Pete's Pete's a great coach. I mean, he's taking a Seattle team that I mean, it shouldn't technically be in its position right now, or like what it was I mean, last year. Geno Smith yeah. and Drew Locke. Like, I mean, he's like, like, what, like 70 something, like, he's the oldest. Well, no, yeah, he was no oldest now, but yeah. no, longer now. um, but the guy, the guy still has like wheels, and he, he seems like he's not up there in age. Like, he takes good care of himself. We've seen the video of him throwing a football, he takes good care of himself, man. <laughs> Sidearm, but yeah, that's one of the pillars down. And like we we're saying, Tomlin and Harbaugh are the last one of the old guard, and it's insane to think about. Like <laughs> the best rivalry in football, too, right now. And that's why I said it. That's why I said Shane Steichen and D'Amico Ryan's might be the next one. I mean, just because because we might be the next one. Like the way things are going right now in the NFL, I want Tom. Don't get me wrong, I want Tomlin and Harbaugh to stay as long as possible. Best thing about those two coaches, Tomlin is still really young, and Harbaugh looks really young. So we're good. <laughs> I'm gonna say they, 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 I'm gonna say. And Ravens, I've also told myself this that Ravens fans, you guys literally would go through every other coordinator before you get to get to Harbaugh. So, and that's what happened. And <laughs> here we are in the playoffs at the one seed. So, yeah. All right, Christian, I kind of used yours to take a nice little lead way to mine and the Seattle Seahawks. And to be honest, before I wrap mine up real quick, Seattle has a lot of questions now to ask themselves, especially whoever, whoever comes in into this coaching job. What are you going to do with Geno Smith? Like, who's going to be your quarterback? I mean, you're going to have to – are you going to trust your running back? How are you going to retool this defense? And all that, jazz. It's a young team, so you already got some players in place. But, yeah, Seattle, a lot of questions. And it's not like you have a high pick. It's like you're in the middle because I'm pretty sure they're what like two spots behind the Vikings, if I'm not mistaken. They're like right around that mark. So like Oakland's in front of you guys. We obviously have the Patriots and the Commies at the top of the, the board that are needing QBs. Who knows what the Bear does? If you're Seattle, okay. you're gonna you're gonna have to make a chop if you're gonna want a QB right now. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. yeah, so like a lot of question marks. But I mean another takeaway that we have to touch on i mean i take it a year i mean they came out of nowhere but Vrabel game fired from the tennessee titans i mean Kobe dodged a bullet not being here about this one right now he's gonna get it next week Kobe week after week told me you i'm a crazy man for thinking this way and what happened for like I mean, I said it was a crazy take but looking back at it, i'm like dude what are the titans doing like what are you doing Vrabel? Brable's the one guy that got those guys in control. Like, they don't got a good squad over there. They don't. Like, no. Now got a control. And the weird situation now is with Jerome Mayo now being supposedly already have been a successor in New England, having in his contract some like coat head coaching talk that I don't know what Ian Rappaport was talking about. But I saw something on Twitter talking about it, but essentially Jerome Mayo has in his contract something about a coaching like air where. Essentially, they don't have to interview multiple candidates. They can just hire Gerard Mayo, similar as to what the Colts did with Jim Caldwell back then, what the Ravens did with our current GM, Eric DaCosta, 
and as well as I forgot there was one more, but this like apparently this is not something new. If they have it in the contract that they can become the head coach, they don't have to interview multiple candidates. So Jerome Mayo might be the head coach of the New England Patriots within here in the next 72 hours. And now Vrabes, what do you do? Because you have now Belichick, Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Jim Harbaugh as the big four right now of the head coaching springs. I wouldn't say Rivera is going to be desirable. What I about Saber? Saber's going to drink a coconut on Cancun. He's not doing this. Um, <laughs> AP on Antonio Pierce. Oh, man, he should be a Raider. But I think with like all the names you're saying right now, it's becoming less and less guaranteed. I think, know? like, I don't know where Vrabel fits the most. I, if I have to take a wild guess, I'm going to have to take Seattle. Like, I'm just going to have I think that is enough, like, grittiness for him to work around. I was about to say, because they are pairing Seattle with a defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn right now. I, think, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I did see that. Dan, okay, yeah. okay. Talking about That's, Dan Quinn. Why, see, why is Dan Quinn being brought up in head coaching talk? Did we not see the Falcons? Did we not? Are we ignoring that? Or I like the spin of people blaming it all of a sudden on Shanahan, all because he was the one that decided it, because they said he's the one that decided to keep throwing the ball. <laughs> so... Yeah, I like the I like the spin of that one. Give Dan Quinn a new chance, but honestly, Vrabel to the Seahawks is something I haven't considered. I was thinking it's going to be. I was thinking I thought the Commanders at first just to poke a jab at James, but also I think because Vrabel's a good brand, like you said, they're looking for a consistency. If they want someone that works with literally nothing, talk about the Commanders who don't have much. <laughs> don't have much. Um, and I think, you know, with a new owner, he's probably going to throw him a bag. And that's going to be hard to resist. That's the part where I think it's going to come in the most is Vrabel's a big name. That owner's trying to get someone there. I mean, I don't think Temper's going to score Vrabel, for God's sake. I, I, don't, I don't think, think Temper's going to score anyone. My my take with that one, I think the Panthers will be the last one to fill their head coaching job because no one's going to want that job. I wouldn't I, want it. Why would you want that job? What point is desirable in that for you? You have no first-round pick. It's the, the roster is diminished. You're probably going to lose Brian Burns, your best player. Like, you got really as they should. I mean, it, it's not looking great there. And uh, yeah, for Vrabel, man, it's it's going to be interesting what kind of spots come up. Maybe I don't think there's going to be any playoff teams that are going to be giving away their coaches. Because, like I said, there are uh, I say in quotes about the Steelers, but I don't think that's going to. I don't know. I could I could see Sirianni if if Eagles lose Monday night. I could I can see Sirianni get let go, or vice versa. The Bucks let go Lubby. I could see that mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, I, I, I okay. Yeah, the Bucks could be a good one, I guess. But I don't know if Rabel would be a Bucks coach. It doesn't sound like a fit to me. You know, I don't know, I don't know if Baker's still there. I don't know. It's just the it's, you have to think of the grittiness. Like I think, yeah, that's nah. a tough one. I, I can't, I can't see. Uh, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. So, and the fact that you paired Belichick and Rabel as one and two, are you thinking about the fact that Rabel could be the next Patriots head coach? If they uh, somehow get around this Mayo contract situation, I think he should, but I think it's going to be Mayo that gets the Patriots job. And the thing is, as well, Frapes, 
Braves, honestly, Arthur Smith, he did pair well with when Arthur was the OC at Tennessee. So I could see that reuniting, whatever he goes. Yeah, could be a good little duo. We'll see in the future. But all right, that's all I got for Vrabel, to be honest. Anything else? Uh, how about the Titans themselves? We already said that they're already in a complete disaster wreck. They're playing the Jag. They've got the Jags on their list here. They completely collapsed. I don't feel like talking about the Jags. So anything why? for those two guys? <laughs> no, no. I'm just still sitting here wondering why does Dennis Allen still have a job? That's also another one I'm like, what's, what are we doing? He did end on a good note, but on that same note, he was apologizing to the rival team. Oh, so soft. That was charm and soft. Why? I don't know, man. That's all I can say. I don't know. That was something that I, I, I don't. I When Big Cat said that he would offer Jameis Winston a job, I was like, oh, dear Lord, that would be gold if I had Big Cat talk to Jameis Winston once a week on a podcast. That would be so much fun. On. I'm surprised. <laughs> he would be a character. I feel like he'd be a fun character. All right. My takeaway for the next one, I'm going to go to Chicago. And the news that I'm taking away here is even though they didn't win their proverbial Super Bowl, they're still keeping the coach, Matt Eberflus. Oh, why? Oh, wow, folks. Looks like we're doing coach-heavy talk, but as you guys know, there's been a lot of news in the coaching carousel. So, but yeah, I'm thinking this is a big one because the Bears, despite all these coaches being let go, they choose to stick with Eberflus. And it's been, a, they said that the locker room's rallying behind him and all that jazz, but I'm starting to remember there was a time where a coach in Atlanta had a locker room rally behind him and the players loved him, but the season literally turned out the exact same as the, as prior from one before. So yeah, bears and Eberflus, but now the real question is what happens with Justin Field in these picks? You mentioned it earlier about what they should do. I whispered Marvin Harrison. Other people are probably going to be saying that they should trade should do something bold. And I think this is the where the Bears offseason is going to be one of the fun ones because you get to do literally and have all these conversations about does Fields go here or do you get a young quarterback? So and start the true bear cycle all over again, which is keep the coach, get a new quarterback, get rid of the coach, get the new coordinator in. The quarterback doesn't know what he's doing. Blame it on the quarterback, get a new quarterback for the coach and so forth. It's the endless cycle. Or are you actually going to run it back with fields? So bears keeping an Eberfluss is a big deal in my book. I said, we are in the exact same situation of like a carousel. Like I can, I don't know, dude. Like, I'm just like, dude, why? If you're going to start fresh, you got to let go of Eberfluss. But as you're saying, it's literally the same situation with Elena as that player's coach. I did see a video of Eberfluss. He has a nickname for literally every single player, which is pretty cool. Like, he, he has that relationship to have, like, a unique nickname for each single person. But. Makes a lot of effort. Yeah, it's it's like we're going to be in a carousel. And it might be the similar situation that happened when Justin Fields did have um Nagy as his head coach the first year and then get fired. And it was after they drafted him. If they draft Caleb Williams and they don't do good, even if is going to be gone, and now Caleb Williams is going to have a new head coach that he doesn't really – he didn't come in with. So it's just a carousel. I mean, I'm a opponent of keep 
Fields and draft Harrison. But I I don't know. I I if you would ask me three weeks ago, I'd be like, oh, they're keeping they're keeping Justin Fields. Now I'm like, dude, I don't know. I have zero clue what they're gonna do. Yeah, this is gonna be interesting, and it is. It just seems like they might be falling for the classic Bears cycle all over again, but. If they keep few, we got and the worst part is we got to wait so long for this answer. And it's a team in my division that I don't really mo- like to talk about too much because could care less for the Bears. But keeping Eberfluss, like I said, is very interesting. Uh, final thoughts on the Bears, Christian. They're that's gonna be so interesting, yeah. But that, like, I like what. If I'm them, I'm taking fields. I'm keeping fields, trading back, get more picks. And I think that's what I don't know. Bears fans actually might be 50 50 now. I don't know. I thought I, I don't know. I think they, I, I think you got to just see what you, I mean, at the end of the day, they got to see what they can do in anything. So, all right, Christian, takeaway number three. What you got? Takeaway number three. Woo, we, man playoffs are here like it's 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 a sad part because football's coming to a close we have six weeks left of football let's buckle in boys we're in for the big ones oh yeah this is it man and it's heartbreaking too some of the news that's already come out of course we already got things rushing over with the of course coaching carousel being started and all that jazz but there's also heartbreak in this playoffs, of course. Um, some of us just didn't make make expectations. Um, as I'm wearing my Vikings hat, maybe for one of the last times here on the podcast for a long time. I got my Minnesota Timberwolves hat literally right in front of me that I've been wearing all day. So I just wear this one just because I got to represent them somehow. Um, but when you're in the playoffs, it's going to be a ride. This is going to be – we got so many playoff scenarios that we're about to get into here in a couple – we got two more takeaways than, that we got to get to, of course. But we got some we got some fun scenarios and everything. And it just – you're right. It's just – what can you say besides these NFL script writers might be, uh, might be real? That's all I can really say. These script writers might be real. They managed to keep away all the disgusting teams like the Saints and everything. And believe it or not, by the time we were on Sunday Night Football, the only thing that mattered was positioning and seeding. So, yeah, man, these playoffs are going to be a ride. I'm looking forward to it. And these guys, man, that's all I have to say. Especially when you consider, how about this? Favorite game for week one so far? Before we get into them here in a little bit, what was your favorite? What's going to be your probably your favorite game to watch? Oh, it's definitely Lions Rams. Like that got to be that. All the, all the I've been seeing so many heartfelt like memes of like everything with Stafford and the Lions. But people are forgetting this is also a golf revenge game. Golf, golf, golf got him. And I and I was talking to myself about this the other day. I feel like golf has been. He's been the. Like, no, everyone forgets he was a number one pick, I think. Like, it, I feel like that's, like, a piece that everyone, like, undermines. He, he hasn't been a bust. Like, no no means from that. But, like, he, he hasn't been, like, a superstar. He's, like, right in the middle, Grant. But, like, he, he does enough to get the job done. And I think he doesn't get enough credit for not being a bust enough than what he should be. I don't know. It's just, like, that weird stance I have of him. 
Yeah. So my game, I, I, I'm, I mean, that's a obviously my thoughts here. First of all, in the Rams Lions game, before we get more in depth into it, it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a little bit more one sided than I think. Uh, but storyline wise, I seen this one TikTok and it was like anyone that wears a Stafford jersey is gonna get like thrown into the jersey burn pile i was like first of all come on i was like the amount of suffering that stafford had to go through with you guys all those two win seasons but yet he's putting up these amazing numbers come on like he was your shining hope and shining grace for so long you're gonna just not even allow a stafford jersey come on um if i were to flip the question to myself though the game that i was looking at would be the browns and the texans uh, I think that one's a really fun game. You got two wild card teams, true wild card teams, in my in my opinion, going at it and seeing who can mess up this playoff format the most. That's why. So those would be mine. All right, number four. I'm trying to pick a team here who we're not going to be talking about on the next slide of things, and why not the Jets? Right, because they were the talk of the town. They were supposed to be in this uh, conversation. Of course, we all know what happened with Aaron Rodgers and all that jazz, but now we're going into an offseason where people have doubts about Sala, doubts about Hackett. I hope they have doubts about Hackett, for God's sakes, and just about the team almost in general. Uh, I'm not really too sure this Jets thing's going to work out for Rodgers, if I'm being quite honest. I don't think I'm ready to put my 10 toes down for it till the next season. That even with all the moves that they're probably going to get with his old Packers buddies or some a couple vets, I don't think it's going to pan out. Uh, so Jets, I think it was worth all for not. Yeah, I'm a little worried right now because I was like, I was excited for it. It was like you know, like nice breath of fresh air for the Jets fans, and now I'm just like, oh no, like uh, it might be another trainer. Like Aaron Rodgers turning forty, and like. Fighting fights in the media. Uh, he has like lemur meat in his freaking Achilles. Like, dude, I don't know. It's just Is like, that true? <laughs> no, no. I was about to say. <laughs> but I really, really had high, more high for Jets. Um, and then, like, bouncing back off that, my next takeaway another team that you're just like, dude, what? The Jaguars. Are we going oh, like, the, the don't get me started. of the freaking like year like you just had to win one game out of like the last like six or seven i know they only won one but one additional one at least like, choke away that division and just the way trevor looked against the tennessee titans last week dude you disappointed disappointed, disappointed. you <laughs> thank you thank you for saying that word sir that is the word of the season to describe the jaguars uh from a personal fantasy, I, I I said this last Thursday, as a fantasy football owner, as a team owner, I was di very disappointed in my results that I've gotten from my Jaguars players. I had Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. And of course, the person to have, I think, was only Travis Etienne in maybe one or two weeks with Evan Ingram. Besides that, you're out of you're shit out of luck. Um, and they didn't really pop off that much. And for them to fall off in that sort of fashion. It stung. And the best thing is, is I saw this video. The Jags, they lost their playoff game, and they're not firing anybody. The Titans won. Uh, they did They did fire the OC. 
Yeah. Oh, that's right. They did fire the OC. So they got some things to work out there and everything in Jacksonville. But I lost a lot of confidence in them. And I don't think Trevor Lawrence is no longer the prince that is promised. I think that title is no longer. I haven't said that name at least to, to him in a long time. All right. Was, here we go. I was actually wrong. The defensive coordinator, not the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Okay. So DC, and it was, um, I think it was actually a relevant name. He actually was, uh, was it Caldwell? Caldwell. Yeah, it was Caldwell. Dang. It, it's Mike Caldwell. It's not Jim. I don't know. I don't know if they were later or not, but I think he was the one that did Lions coaching, right? I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the historian here at the moment. Um, Anywho, we're going to go ahead. We got two-minute warning here on this first part. Going to go ahead and hit up my last takeaway so we can go into some playoff talk finally for those of you who are patiently waiting. We're going to go with the Raiders. And I would usually talk about my team, but they're going to be saved for the end because, of course, that's my final thought. But for me, it's the Raiders and how they have a lot of pressure to do the right thing. (laughs) <laughs> it's simple as that pressure to do the right thing is the takeaway here um i don't know if you've seen the video of pierce walking out on his last game hyping up the crowd going hell yeah you see that like he's pointing them out like hell yeah you like that you know type deal and running and just pumping them up getting up like who cares how the season ended? They ended on, I'm pretty sure they ended on a pretty, on a really good note, in my opinion. They had it to the point where I was back to drinking the Kool-Aid. So my thing is the Raiders have a lot of pressure to do the right thing. There's a lot of big names. They're not going to do it. They're oh. not going to do it. <laughs> oh, we got to, we got to believe. We got to see. What? Yeah, they got a lot. I don't know, man. I, if, they got to do it. I mean, come on. Like, that's all I can say. Like, you see the reactions to the defense and the players, how they react, especially Max Crosby. I don't think Max Crosby would have been putting his body on the line for anybody else but Antonio Pierce. So, like I said, a lot, lot of pressure on the Raiders. All right, Christian, final takeaway of the regular season. Final takeaway is that Sean Payton, obviously, his players hate him, so... The same. I'm just gonna mark up my that take as a win as well. Is that the the Broncos? Uh, Sean Payton is the most overrated head coach in NFL. Well, that takeaway has uh, stayed strong throughout the season. So, <laughs> what else? Right? And I was about to say. For me personally, uh, I respect all the Broncos fans who out there still rally behind Sean Payton. I hope one day you realize how much of a sleazeball he is and how he's not really a good coach. He's just sleazy, and he plays, I don't know, pretty dastardly cheap, in my opinion. Uh, For God's sakes, he made a superstar out of somebody who made slants, I think. He was really good at running slant. So, good job, good job, guys. Good job, Christian. We finally got past these regular season final takeaways. Um, That's at least for the part one. I'm going to have to come up with five more later on. But uh, that's a problem for tomorrow, as we, right now, Christian, me and you are going to do our playoff predictions. Now, my initial playoff predictions were, at this point, pretty embarrassing. (laughs) Just to say the least, I did have the Jaguars making it to this AFC championship and winning. However, 
I did have the Ravens in the AFC Championship. So my original AFC, my original playoff bracket didn't look that off, okay? It was just uh, one win away, I guess some would say. But this is neither here or now. We're going to go ahead and get our playoff brackets rolling, Christian. So who we got on the Saturday games here? We have to start off is Cleveland at Houston. Okay. Cleveland is a two and a half point favorite. Ooh. Okay. Two and a half point favorite for the visiting Browns. Mm-hmm. Well, they got the defense, and I'm gonna say that they do get this game. Um, for me personally, I, I have the t- the reason why I was gonna watch it was because I think Stroud's gonna put up a good fight, but that de- that Cleveland defense, I think seeing them a second time will be able to shut them down. I actually am going to take the Texans here. I think the hot hand here with CJ is going to give him one game. And at Houston, and this is a rematch where Stroud didn't play. I don't think Miko Collins played either in that game as well. So I'm I'm going to give it to the, the home crowd here. I mean, I, I think CJ has enough fire right now to get that one here. And who knows, maybe the rust plays a factor on Flacco. That is true. I, I was a little concerned when they rested for a whole week. I was like, man, he was on a roll. You don't want to cool no. off. So you don't want to cool off a fiery flacco. So, all right. Game. There's two games, right? Yep. Right. The next game is in Dolphins at Chiefs. Oh. Chiefs four and a half point spread favorite. Sorry. Sorry, I just had as I just realized this game is actually not going to be watched by almost anybody unless it's going to be through difficult means. Uh, this is the Peacock game, if I'm correct. Peacock game. I yeah. do have Peacock. I'm very fortunate for that. Oh, <laughs> he said I do. Have it. Yeah, I was about to say this is the Peacock game that you have to have certain, uh, or if you live in the area, that's the only way you get the game. Um, the Ty Tyreek Hill return game. People are calling it that. It's supposed to be zero degrees over there. Personally, I've been dealing with those wind chills, and it sucks. Um, before they come to Missouri, let me tell y'all folks right now, it sucks. Uh, you can't, it's been windy for the past two days, nonstop, almost all week, actually. I should say it's been windy nonstop. So, yeah, this game's gonna be if it's gonna be determined by the run game, give me the Dolphins. I wouldn't say, are we straight up or covering a spread? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm going to say straight up. I'm going to say Dolphins straight up. I'm a big McDaniels fan. I think this would be a great game for him to just end that. uh, I I hope this is where hard knocks stops. But uh, if it keeps going until they lose, then keep it going, baby. That would be spicy. More important. More importantly, though, the reason why I'm choosing the Dolphins is not because of the pass game. It's just because of Mike McDaniels and the way he draws up running running plays. I mean, this game's probably going to be played on the ground. He's very creative in the run game, and we have a lot more trust and faith in their receivers. So to catch the ball and when times matter than we do right now in the Chiefs. Um, for God's sakes, Travis Kelsey is fighting off retirement arguments right now. So... Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins straight up, even though it's a little risky going for two away teams back-to-back. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the visiting Dolphins. I kind of do like them in this spot here. 
I'm still going to take the Chiefs straight up, but I do think the Dolphins cover the spread. I do think. Um, but give me the Chiefs here. All right. All right. I'm writing them down as we move forward here. Um, all right. So now we go into Saturday. I'm at Sunday. We just play two AFC games. Mm-hmm. Then we have Pittsburgh at Buffalo at the one o'clock slots. And the Buffalo. Oh, we're going. Or a 10 point spread favorite where it opened up, if I'm not mistaken, at seven and a half, six and a half, somewhere around there. Oh my goodness. 10 points for a playoff game. That mm-hmm. is criminal. Tells you uh, how people feel about this situation for the Steelers. Um, and personally, they don't have TJ Watt. So this is not really going to consider too much thought for me personally. We're going to go with the Bills. Will they cover this? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, We'll see if they, uh, uh, let's say, uh, yes. I'll say yes, they'll cover this as well. Even though this is a Bills team where, yeah, Josh Allen's turnover prone, and that's pretty much what Mike Tomlin will dream of when an opponent. But I just think it's going to be too much. There's no TJ Watt to help put pressure on there, and Highsmith is going to have a lot on his plate. So, yeah, give me the Bills. TJ TJ would help a lot. Honestly, if TJ was playing this game, I think I would probably take the Steelers. Honestly, I think I would. Um, Because of the turnover aspect, honestly. That's why I would have taken the Steelers if they had TJ Watt. Part of me still wouldn't be shocked that the Steelers pulled us out. I don't know. It's just a weird feeling. Part of me would not be shocked. It's It would be electric if they won because then they would come back to Baltimore and they were talking a lot of trash playing the the C squad Baltimore Ravens last week. Um so <laughs> uh give me Buffalo. I don't know if Steelers I'll still I'll take Steelers to still cover spread too though this one. Steelers to cover. All right. So you got them at least covering. I'll put that down. All right. So let's see that's the three AFC games. So that means they really saved all the NFC ones for last. Uh, NFC, mm-hmm. we have the Packers at the Dallas Cowboys at the four o'clock slot that they love putting the Cowboys in. The Cowboys are actually a seven point favorite. And that's rightfully so. Um, I know Colby has been having a great parade and having fun. And I'm sure I'm going to hear all of that in part two of this podcast episode. But. Right now, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to say Cowboys give them a run for their money. They're at home. They got the they got a defense that's going to scare, scare Jordan Love. Not too concerned saying that. So, and what was that spread? Seven. Seven, yeah. Touchdown. I'll, I, I feel pretty comfortable about that. So, I'll take the Cowboys outright. I'll take the Cowboys out right too, but I think the Packers covered though. I I think I'm very on the trend right now of, of the covering still happening. It's close games. Dallas at home is a different beast. Um, it will get worrying will they when they go on the road at some point if which I think they will actually look into. Um, CD Lamb's playing on a different level right now. That is the the man scored in what eight straight. That's insane. Yeah, he said, "Give me Dallas." Yeah, they were on a. Like, he's on a tear right now. He put on, I think, three touchdowns last week when they needed him to at least put, make him win the game against the Commanders. So, yeah. All right, here we go. Sunday night football. Who do we got? 
We got the Lions as a three-point favorite. Oh um, wow! They put this game on prime time. That's brutal. This is this is what everyone wants. The hard strings that are about to be pulled in Detroit. The storylines are all serving up right here. Give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. I think I think they they pull off one heroic. One. It'll be close. I think I think this line is correct. I, I think it's gonna be a field goal. Give me, yeah, give me the lines. Give me the lines. That's what my gut tells me. He said this is the line. He sees it being a push. Look here, man. I think it's gonna be a clean cover for the Lions. I know that this is gonna be an emotional game. But I'm just thinking this young defense knows the task at hand. They grew up just like we did, knowing the Lions' struggles. And now they're actually living in it. So they got a great defense. I mean, not great. It's been struggling as of late. But I will say the offense is still humming. And if you, you keep up with the Rams and you get a stop or two, that's all you really need to do as long as Jared Goff lets off his – uh unfathomed hatred probably <laughs> his pent-up aggression some would say but then again his lions situation is looking pretty good so i'm gonna be right there with you i'm going with the lions in a confident cover and then we have the monday night game <laughs> oh i'm watching him right now on uh rich eisen baker mayfield yes sir I know who you were going to. Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Philadelphia Eagles are a minus three favorite. Oh, you see, it worked last week, you know? Christian, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to try it again. Eagles are going to win this game. Eagles are going to blow them out the water. They're going to bounce back, even though Jalen Hurst got his broken finger. It, it just a couple little push and right there come on now get him back in we've seen quarterbacks play with boo-boo fingers i mean sure he might be throwing to lawn chairs but he he's a greedy quarterback most of his scores are running scores sometimes i mean we know the most effective play in football is the tush push all we have to do is just get one yard i mean come on four plays for it's four plays for nine right that's what they say four plays for nine so Come on. I don't know if the Bucks got what it takes to cover that Eagles four plays for nine yards. So give me the Eagles in that three, even though they've been struggling as of late and their defense has been Swiss cheese to any wide receiving core that has come its way, especially when it's a potentially a <clears throat> veteran one. Wow. Eagles fans, you got to be shaking in your boots right now. <laughs> Three yeah, weeks in a row. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to on high stress and no team that has finished the regular season one on five has ever won a playoff game. So give me the Buccaneers to win this outright. And, and for those of you, gets canned. And those of you that are wondering, uh, why I chose the Eagles is just because every time I picked them these last four weeks, they were losses. So it's pretty great. <laughs> great. So it's pretty much a Bucks. I'm siding with the Bucks as well, folks. Don't worry. All right. So we both got the Bucks there technically on that one. Um, let's go ahead. Let's see. You had the Texans moving forward. They would be the four. You had the 
Chiefs moving forward. You had them going to be all right. So you had all you have all talk in the AFC, actually. So that means going forward, you guys will be playing the Texans, the Ravens versus the Texans in the divisional round. Um, no lines for that one. Do you even want to do you even want to expand on this? Give, give me give me Baltimore. Like what all right. I was about to say we'll expand lock, later. Or lock that. I'm going with Baltimore as well because even though I had Cleveland going to Baltimore, because that's yeah, that would be the same result, I would still be picking Baltimore as well. So um, even though I just want to see Joe Flacco there. So both of us are going Baltimore. And then we're gonna go ahead. Let's see. I have the Dolphins winning, so that means they oh wait, hang on. Mine would actually be Baltimore. You would actually Dolphins would actually be yeah. Oh yeah. Either way, so mine would actually be Dolphins not going there. So let me fix that. Uh, This is the only bad thing about not doing it on my computer. I'm doing it like by manual, um, by hand. You have the Chiefs versus Bills round two. Mm. What do you give me the Chiefs? I think everyone's counting them out. All right, hang on. I'm doing this my way. So Chief, you got Chiefs, Bills, and you're going with the Chiefs. Really, even though they're going out of Arrowhead, mm-hmm. I think I think it just the narrative. Remember Kelsey last year was like, "You guys all doubted us," and like you know, they'll they'll go into like a little mini mini spurt here of like, oh, and everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my god, the Chiefs are not dead yet." I can see it. I can see it. Like we're 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 counting the Chiefs out right now, and it's just like, I can see it. All right. All right. I understand. All right. I just think that this time, though, Bills might be on to something, Christian. They might be on to something. So in my bracket, I have the Dolphins going to Baltimore and then losing. Um, Am I missing a team here? No. No? Okay, cool. So, yeah, you're good on your divisional round. And then my next one I'm going with, I had the Bills as well. So that means the Bills would play the Browns. That's my matchup. I got Bills Browns. <sighs> Man. I really like the Browns in that situation here, Christian. <laughs> uh, I really listen here. You're talking about a Browns defense. Miles Garrett. <laughs> We're talking about they play in any kind of condition at this point. No matter who's playing quarterback, they're playing good defense. I like the Browns here. Yeah, I, I really do like the Browns here. I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to take the Browns. I know Colby's going to be like, I'll hear it tomorrow. Um, all right. That was our AFC divisional round. Now to the NFC. You, We both had the same things. We went Cowboys, Lions, and Bucks. So. Yeah. For the NFC, it would be Cowboys versus they get the highest one. Lions. Lions. Oh, the rematch of the two-point conversion. <laughs> the refs conspiracy and everything. Um, Cowboys will be hosting this game again as well. <sighs> I'm going to break your heart here, folks. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I think they would win it again. I think they would win it again. Same page with you, Jalen. I think. Oh! Yeah, I think Cowboys advance to the NFC Championship game for the first time under the Dak Prescott era. 
I, the only reason why too is maybe it's because they're hosting, but also it's just I feel like it's just gonna be too emotional, man. Coming off of that Rams game, it might be a little too much emotion going on. Now you're going back to this spot where you should be hosting this game. Instead, you're at Dallas. I mean, it could fuel some fire, but uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. And then we both went Bucks, and that means the Bucks are playing the 49ers. Baker, the Bake Show. I think we both agree might come to an end here. It comes to an end, sadly, for Baker. Yeah, it was a good run. I'm happy that he just made the playoffs and he beat the Eagles. So I would be happy with that if I'm being quite honest. Um, if he beats the 49ers, that would be more of a gem in my eyes. But it just seems like too much of a mountain of a task. And it would be too outrageous for me to say that they would win that game. I don't want to be mocked too much. All right. Um, let's see, one, two, trying to make sure we have the same ones. Yep. So our, let's go ahead and get our NFC championship. It's a rematch of the Cowboys versus the 49ers. 49ers are going to be hosting the Cowboys. Christian, what do you got? Give me the Niners. I it just I think the Cowboys say they're good, but they'll have to go to San Fran for this one. And I don't know, dude. I just can't see the Cowboys beat the Niners. I just can't. I can. I oh, can. Wow. I can. I want to say it. I want to say it so bad. I want the four. I want the Cowboys in this Super Bowl so badly. I think. I think they have a chance to get them back. They've seen them a second time in the season. We know how these these Cowboys 49ers games historically historically not just under the mccarthy era just historically are good ones (laughs) i mean in the mccarthy era they just ended on some very very bad notes last time it wasn't even a game last time i also said the cowboys would win this game when i thought it would matter the least this is when it matters the most so i'm flipping my old script and i'm saying the cowboys will win this one because it matters the most Give me the Cowboys on the NFC Conference Championship. Um, And we both have the Ravens. However, we got them going up against two completely different animals. You have the Ravens facing the reigning AFC champion, the Chiefs. You are hosting these Chiefs, though. So, can the bank survive Arrowhead sabotage? I don't know. I've ruined that one. Yeah, and I'm there's it. I've been in talks with a college buddy of mine that we might be at this game at the AFC Championship game. So, depending on ticket prices, I might send it to be at this game. But give me Baltimore. What are you talking about? Or what are we talking about here? Yeah, um, so mine is I think the only reason why you should consider mine is the one that you should buy tickets for. And it's the Browns versus the Ravens, of course. Um, you definitely should. Uh, if, the, if the Browns are going to the Ravens, uh, you're going to have to probably, the moment they actually win the game against the Texans, you should probably be finding a way to book tickets for these games. <laughs> and if, they, if, it, if the Browns get reseated, just wait, just sell it and go to the next one. <laughs> but um, um, today I heard an interesting take. And it was, imagine if the Cowboys somehow lost to a franchise 
that has suffered more than they have at the biggest stage. Christian, I don't think that would happen. But I would love for the folks out there to know that I would love for a Browns-Cowboys Super Bowl and the Browns to win against the Cowboys. However, I don't think a I don't think a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl sounds as juicy. It's a round two, in my opinion. That's why I went with the Cowboys as well. So I'm going with the Ravens, which is no surprise to probably anybody. I would actually be more happier with your matchup if it's that. With the Cowboys? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be a good game. Because it's because we haven't faced them. And yeah. Lamar against the NFC is just a juggernaut. So exactly. exactly. And the game's very close to Dallas. So you could argue that they would have a, a probably a slight hand on the home field advantage. No matter what, no, no matter where, though, I think the Cowboys would have a slight hand because it will be their Super Bowl that they haven't been to in so long. And their, their fan base like takes over the country like they. Yes, exactly. And that is why my Super Bowl, folks, is the Cowboys versus the Ravens, but not in the in the Cinderella story that you think is going to be. I love the Ravens coming in just like as I was as a kid, coming in, playing spoiler to that West Coast team. As a kid, I was the only one that picked the Ravens against the 49ers. I was ridiculed for weeks until they won that Super Bowl. And oh boy, was it so savoring. And I am ready to feel that emotion one more time. Give me the Ravens over the Cowboys. I was um, I was sitting here one night just reflecting on everything of kind of the emotions of everything right now because this is different. This year feels just different right now with me. Um, I like the man Lamar. Like I, I absolutely love and just the feeling and thoughts of him hosting Lombardi after what he's done, gets ridiculed for nothing. The man gets trashed for nothing. Most humble guy out there. Just very quiet. Very quiet, keeps his private life. Like, barely anyone even knows he has a daughter. Like, no one. I didn't know that. I actually did not know that. (laughs) Very low key. Um, The only reason I asked that is because one of the press conference, like, he posted, like, a, a photo on, like, his IG story, and, like, a reporter asked him. He's like, oh, thank you. Like, and it's like, so... That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Just the thoughts of everything of like that man's he's playing different right now. He is on a different mission. He understands what 2019 should have been. He even meant he's like he was younger and now he's acting different. And now he's very locked in. And also my manifesto that I did lay on to the podcast last week of the vision of the documentary of the year of the Harbaugh is very much halfway complete. It's already halfway halfway complete. The, like you can see it, the 30 for 30, the year of the Harbaugh or telling you gotta be the director or producer at least. Like I, I need to send this, I need to send us like soundbite over to ESPN or something. (laughs) Just got first dibs at it. So it's, I there's no one else I believe more than into Lamar. Like that man, I'll ride and die every single time with that man. I'll defend that man no matter how how much he's the athlete. I will die to my last breath of defending. Give me Baltimore to lift the Lombardi. Okay, so 
without going into much more further detail because we don't want to obviously ruin the flow of anything. This is amazing playoff, like you were saying on your third takeaway. This was a great one, and I am. I had fun with this. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait to see what Colby's reactions are to them. I got yours all listed out here. But for those who are asking for, hey, what the heck are they talking about for this recap of uh, this weekend slate? Here you go. Me and Christian all agree on the NFC games. We're going all the home teams here. We would rather see. Same thing with the AFC, except for we agree on the Bills, but everyone else we disagree on. I took the Dolphins, he took the Chiefs, and I took the Browns, and he took the Texans. So he's trying to avoid a certain man when destiny. I, I think I think it makes more sense for us to play him in the AFC Championship game. I, I just like that, like deep down, like that storyline just feels better if it's in the AFC Championship game rather than the divisional round. Like, I, I don't know. It's something about it, it just feels a little bit better. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I, I try to try to try. I try to write up a good narrative. This is like my audition for uh, being an NFL script writer. Um uh unfortunately they didn't like my first script where it had the jaguars wearing the super bowl but uh this is me resending it <laughs> i'm resending a, i'm resending my script here so uh yeah i mean dude can't wait can't wait for these playoffs this is gonna be so much fun we're only a couple days away and ah christian you are here still though why not a why not a quick do you have a potential deuce list by chance yes is... i do oh let's go i was about to say i was that we, was the shot the dog folks i did not even ask him to prepare one all right here we go we Christian, are, who is who? so we have three picks first one we go to saturday night if he does not score a touchdown unfortunately he does go into blacklist and I would hate to do it because he is the Mount Rushmore of this dude's list. Travis Kelsey, I need you to freaking do something, buddy. You got to get into the end zone, dude. It's been so long since you've been in there. You got to score on the highest stage in the playoffs. I can see it. And then we go to Sunday morning and afternoon. Josh Allen, anytime touchdown. I can see it. No TJ Watts. Just roll it out. Easy in. And then we go to Sunday night, and we will take Kyron Williams, who had the week off, uh, so fresh legs. So give me, give me a Kyron, anytime touchdown. I also do have a revenge TD parlay of Tyreek Hill, as well as Matthew Stafford. So a Matthew Stafford QB sneak or rollout, any sorts of that. Oh, that I one probably jumped your odds up, insane. <laughs> So that it's pretty pretty juicy, and I also did lay on Stafford anytime separate, as well as a Jared Golf separate anytime touchdown, um, just in case he wants to roll one out and score a QB on his own against the Rams. So have the little revenge factors played into there. Interesting. That honestly, that Stafford one probably spiced everything up. If he can get into the end zone, I. That would probably get the Rams. I don't know. I don't know. Even the think Lions fans would be surprised. Like I, I would be. I'm sitting here like trying to picture how he would do it. Like you said, just a quick sneak. I don't even think Stafford likes those. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like I don't know if he likes those. Uh, but I, I can. I can see the throw. Stafford spike though. The, the Stafford oh. spike is like fake spike. Yeah. yeah. Do. Mm. His fake spikes are elite. I mean, I, he did it to what the Cowboys. Fake spike in Detroit. 
What if he did that? Remember how he did that against the Cowboys and won? Like that would. What if he pulled the fake spike out one more time? That would be elite. Um, well, not as elite as my only lock of the week here and everything. We're gonna do one lock, six games, one lock. Colby's gonna get last pickings. My only lock of the week. It's gonna be the goddamn. Cowboys kicking in the teeth of the Packers. Look, it's been a nice ride, Colby. I hope you enjoyed it. I know you are a technical Packers fan. That's why when you hear this, this is your little sneak peek to your Christmas present, Colby. I got you a Packers hat. So enjoy the hat and everything. Because I remember we were having beanies on the other day and he didn't have a beanie. So I got him a Packers beanie. But anyways... Give me the Cowboys covering that seven points. Christian, do you have a lock or do you want to just sit back and just watch the fun? No, I'll take a lock. Give me give me the Buccaneers plus three. Okay. We are not no faith in the no faith in the Eagles. No. All right. No. Like, how can you do the man speaks in the Instagram captions right now? <laughs> with a broken finger still all right so here we go folks this is it regular season has come and passed christian your days on this podcast are coming down to the wire i was about to say we were finally hitting the postseason or we passed the baton from you to james to basketball <laughs> but it's been an honor there we go boys final thoughts Christian, part one. Final thoughts, part one. <laughs> this one. To give a shout to Michigan. Michigan, you pulled it Ooh. out. Um, great defensive performance, even though J.J. McCarthy really didn't do too much. But, I mean, like, if you have a defense like that falling out, Michael Penix, on the other hand, buddy. Mm. Mm. Didn't look so bright out there, buddy. I remember how his one quality that they were saying, like, oh, he has so much time in the pocket. If you give him time, he's unstoppable. So is every NFL quarterback. Yeah, so is every NFL quarterback. So it's um not looking looking good, but so but he'll look good in the Minnesota purple. Oh, I'm I'm starting to rescind that one, buddy. Hang on now. I'm starting to rescind that. Hang on. (laughs) Either that or uh the Las Vegas black. It's one of the two. That's what I'm a bad idea more. Actually, Aiden O'Connell, I think we'll get that one. I think Aiden O'Connell versus Penix would be a pretty good quarterback battle just because Penix is an older quarterback. So, and Aiden's still young. I can see that, but Michigan, shout out, man. You guys guys got the one half of the Harbaugh documentary, and that's what I was asking for, and this gives me way more confidence in what's about to happen because you just see the 30 for 30. I can see it. It's on the grass right now. And it was good seeing the hardball celebrate at the end, you know, just having an end. And Jim can sit at the big boy table now with John and Jack um, having titles. Yeah, all three de- all three of the male hardballs. This is insane, man. Um, nobody really does have it better than them, if you really think about it. Um, all right, my final takeaway, part one here, is probably going to be, try as always, Actually, not probably. It is. It's by Minnesota Vikings. It's it's time for me to put this all to bed. I'll be talking about them now in off-season news relations. And 
it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's not what we planned. Um, we definitely were expecting Kirk Cousins. If you said at the beginning of the show, the biggest what-if team is the Bengals, sir, I think it's because I have not been saying enough. And I think Vikings would have been right up there. Kirk Cousins was balling, folks. Justin Jefferson literally got 1,000 yards in 10 games. First time in, like, forever in NFL history. Like, this guy, it's insane how much the Vikings were doing with so little. And with that little, they literally only needed to win one, maybe two games. And I advise everybody to just look back at that Viking schedule and you're just going to see brutal losses. And then just mean in consecutive amounts. And the one thing I do have to say that's positive is out of all these coaches that are leaving, it does give me some confidence into next season that the Vikings will probably be right back up there just because of how much fluctuation is going on in the NFL right now. That teams that find a way this offseason to keep it together, their cores together. So in other words, if the Vikings can somehow bring Kirk Cousins back, that's the key thing here, folks. If they can bring him back, I really do think we're in we're right back in it baby come on i mean i mean that purple graphic could have been for you for us as well christian don't forget i mean we all know the script writers are starting to be very obvious with who's going to go into the super bowl so i like how yours actually your super bowl prediction actually follows the graphic <laughs> you, gotta so, follow the script. you gotta follow the script gotta follow this that's probably why they tossed mine to the side it didn't follow the color they were like hell that teal jacksonville color with what is that what is red. next year's do we know what next year's is? Can we can we take a peek at that real quick? Just to have some really early prediction on that one. That's a great question. I'm going to check it out too. Let's go see. I don't even know. If I think it's 59. Um, it's in Louisiana. Yeah, so it's 59. I don't think we have a logo for it yet. They got like this like generic logo. It just says New Orleans host of Super Bowl. And it's blue, like gold, but that's just, you know, the regular colors of the... Uh... It doesn't look like the official ones out there. Yeah, that's not an official one, like with the Roman numerals, you know. Yeah, because like this been one doing. Is... And also the theory runs with on the the ones currently, the one, the, the color that's on the bottom has won um, the Super Bowl. So, and this one, purple is on the bottom of red. Um, so, yeah. And also... Just... Talking about Super Bowl logos real quick, just talk, talking about that bit. They've gotten a little bit better. They they were really generic for a little bit. They they've actually kind of given it a little bit of context, a little bit of color. Like we're getting we're getting there. I do love my uh, retro, of course. Those are always gonna be the better ones. But then we had that little spurt between what twenty ten to twenty twenty of like that generic just silver, like possibly the the stadium in the background, kind of. It wasn't really so. We're kind of getting back into colors now with this with this era. Let's see, I'm going to pull off the old school. Even though this is our final thought, folks, I know we were probably going to, but like, I mean, these Super Bowl logos, I mean, they are true and through, have been giving away a lot of the secret. Yeah, they are just bold. Yeah, with the statement. Yeah, you're right. They are pretty bland. They're just the trophy with the Roman numeral and city behind it. And then they even take away the city, if you look at it. Actually. Yeah, that's what I thought. They took it away the city for a little bit. Yeah. But, anyways, folks. That is the playoff starting off for you here. We're on wild card weekend. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show and hopefully Christian, this part one was some good stuff. Oh, Thank you for listening to the CJ JC show. 
Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast, if we have it up. And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.